Hi and welcome to Mind Your Peas, the Purposeful Leader's Guide. We believe in all the peas, people, purpose, planet, even pizza and Prosecco. And this week we're speaking to Gavin Mitchell, the Global Companion Animal Director at IMB Imaging, a worldwide veterinary imaging company who care as much about people as they do about the animals they help. They've supported many community events through their not one but two charitable associations, BCF Foundation and the Vet Charity Challenge. And most recently they've achieved Investors in People Platinum Accreditation. Welcome, Gav Mitchell. Hello, Caroline, and thank you very much uh, for inviting me to this wonderful event. No, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you, Gav. And listen, tell us a bit about, start by telling us about IMV Imaging, what you do, uh, and, um, you know, for those that are not au fait with animal diagnostic scanners, give, give us a layman's tour. Yep. Okay. Well, for anybody who hasn't heard of IMB Imaging, then this is the organization you want to come and work for. We are, quite frankly, the best organization in the world. Uh, we get to do some fantastic things from uh, helping polar bears in the Highland Wildlife Park and their toothache, to dealing with lions and tigers and giraffes um, in Africa, to dealing with uh, problems with rhinos in Africa. So our business, basically, we do two things. We design and develop um, ultrasound equipment, which is used on farm, uh, particularly for cattle, to help uh, vets and lay people identify pregnancy and fertility in cattle. And then the second part of our business is then um, what we call a systems integrator business, where we're bringing technologies, uh, ultrasound and X-ray, CT, MRI technologies from some of the global players in the medical device market into veterinary clinics around the world to help eye vets diagnose what's wrong with an animal. Brilliant. And, and your title, Global Companion Animal Director, tell us a bit about that and what led you there. Yeah, it's an amazing title, Caroline, isn't it? I need a bit, I actually carry around an A4 piece of paper because you just can't fit it on a wee business card. It's just great, isn't it? So it's like one of these wonderful titles. What does it mean? Well, it means I, I get the pleasure of uh, working with an outstanding team of people who go out on a daily basis and deliver uh, for, for our veterinary customers, our animal contracting customers around the world. Um, so we have two fairly mature businesses, one in the UK and one in Ireland, and then we have a developing business in South Africa. And then we have a number of other businesses around the world in the US, in India, in Brazil, uh, in the Middle East, where, um, you know, we have to do, the, the businesses aren't quite as established as some of our mature businesses. So my role is to basically look at opportunities to, to grow those businesses, to work with our partner organizations like uh, General Electric, Big GE, uh, Sonocyte, Mendry, all those types of large medical device companies, working with them to try and bring their technologies into vet clinics around the world. Looking to grow our business constantly and, and looking to try and find acquisitions uh, that we can bring into the fold. And, you know, trying to lead a team of, uh, within my direct team, I've got about 60 people, uh, trying to lead them in the right ways and the right ethos uh, to deliver for our customers. And, and you recently achieved Investors in People Platinum Accreditation. Congratulations. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, it's 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 really really exciting. Um, you know, we've we've been an investors in people company for many years. 
I really believed in the foundation blocks of what investors and people uh, has has delivered, and we've been gold for 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 as I say a number of years. But to be awarded platinum uh, is just testament to the hard work and the dedication of our of our team. Um, you know, we can lead this from the top, but ultimately, you know, having that the the team of indiv individuals who are really I uh, motivated to do to good to do good for the world and also for themselves and their colleagues is, is absolutely key. So to to be awarded the platinum uh, award is great, but it is only a starting point. There's an awful lot more that we can do, and when we sit and look at our business. There's just so much more we could be doing than we're doing today. Um, so it's a great recognition, but we are far from stopping. And, you know, I, what comes after platinum? Is it, is it the moon? I don't know, but we're, we're going higher, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll take the business with us. Um, that, that was only announced a few weeks ago, and we actually have a, a, a company celebration, albeit virtually tomorrow, uh, to celebrate um, IIP platinum. Fantastic. That sounds great. Well, you know, well done. And, and I can't wait to see investors and people, the moon version uh, from IMV. Yeah. And listen, I know that aside from your work with IMV, you also sit on the board of two non-profit organisations. Um, tell us about, about those and your volunteering experience there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so let's let's deal with um, AI, AAI, Adopt an Intern first. Great organisation, a not-for-profit organisation based in Edinburgh, basically helping people get on the jobs ladder through internships. Um, you know, graduates are leaving um, employment, are leaving university, leaving college, very, very difficult to find a first role. And AI have helped over 1,500 people through internships into full-time employment. I, the, the ethical, the... Um, the ethical, sorry, the, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges in this area of trying to bring uh, the black, black minority groups through uh, women returners back into the business as well. So the uh, AI is set up to, to, to try and facilitate bringing people back into employment through an internship scheme. And I was asked to join the board to help with strategy, to help with the, the sales and the marketing of that organization and jumped at it. It was a huge opportunity. And I've been working with them now for about five years. Um, VMG is a totally different organization, uh, and that's within uh, my business sphere. I of um, VMG stands for Veterinary Management Group, and what we do there is run an organization that helps develop management helps develop management skills, in particular with practice managers in vet clinics, but also with vets, vet nurses. Uh, and you know, it's about how do we go out, uh, grow, share, and learn uh, in that environment. Traditionally, a vet, a vet clinic would have been run by a, a vet, maybe with a nurse or a practice manager along their side, but there was no professional skills in, in that business or very limited professional skills. So uh, VMG is a rollout of the VPMA and you know, designed and developed to try and take forward uh, good management and leadership practice in, in veterinary clinics. Well, you know, it's, it's great to hear to hear that, Gavin, and we're delighted to have Joy, actually. I'm interviewing Joy on one of the podcasts as well from AI, so uh, we'll hear more from... from and jo Joy is just wonderful. What she's brought to to the, um, the you know, the, the, the population of Scotland through through the, this internship scheme is, is wonderful. So you're very fortunate to have Joy, and she's a hoot as well. She's far funnier than I will ever be. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's great. It's brilliant. And listen, you know, I, I am VM Jingscott. Um, it's a global company. There's over 500 employees. How do you maintain a positive company culture? Uh, I know you personally talked about looking after 60, but, you know, how do you maintain that, particularly given the last year and all the, the challenges that's brought? Yeah, so... IMV Imaging is part of IMV Technologies. There's 500 people, just over 500 people in our group. Within the imaging business, we're about 125 people spread around six countries around the world. Um, for us, I believe it's really about setting a vision, uh, setting a clear strategy of, of where you're going, um, and then making sure that you're communicating on a regular uh, and a detailed basis. We, we give our, our, our teams, you know, the nuts and the bolts um, of what's going on within the business. They have, they have clear clarity around what's expected of them. And then we're, we're checking in on a monthly and quarterly basis with them to let them know what's actually going on in the wider organization. I believe, and especially in these times, having confidence in your leaders um, is, is pretty key. Uh, trusting them and trusting some of the decisions, some of the tough decisions that we're all having to make today uh, in COVID times and how do we, uh, how do we run uh, our businesses. So, so yeah, so I think a, a strong vision and uh, as to where you're going, strong values linked to really, really good uh, regular communication. Um, people knowing what they're doing through having good delegated responsibility. And then there's one other mechanism that we've put in place as well, and it's an online tool called PECON, uh, which is a uh, staff survey uh, mechanism that allows us to survey our staff in a totally um, blind way on a regular basis so that we're getting feedback um, from them and that we can then act upon. And your company values, Gav, you talked about, they're, I suppose, surprisingly people orientated for an animal focused organization but you know yeah. partnership learning and innovation tell us about those core values why is it so important to you and the team how do you bring them to life yeah so so we do we we, we try and bring them to life every single day innovation and really is about not just product and we we really have innovation innovated from a product perspective um, if you look on our YouTube channel, you'll see that we developed a technology that could go and scan a manta ray um, and in its native environment. I, and it was just amazing when we got the first known images of a pregnant manta ray in its own environment in the Maldives. And that was technology that our team developed to take ultrasound underwater. Um, you know, we're taking electronics to, to a reasonable depth. It was a, a pretty big challenge. So, so that's an example of innovation and, and bringing the team together. When, when that opportunity crossed our table, um, we, we scratched our heads. How could we do this? Uh, and we got a team of people together and they worked it out. Uh, so that there's sort of one great example. We innovate in our service offerings all the time, and we're trying to uh, develop new innovative ideas to, to really make the life of a vet easier. Vets are stressed. Um, you know, they're dealing with animals that can't tell them what's wrong. Um, you know, if you or I go into the hospital, we, we could at least tell the physician what's wrong, whereas with the animal, they can't. So vets are stressed. They're busy. Uh, there's too much going on and um, you know our job or how we see our job is to try and help them with either innovative products or indeed innovative solutions uh, and that could be service solutions it could be fact guides it could be any number of different things to make their life easier um, 
So from a, from an innovation perspective, that's key. Partnership is is our second uh, value, and that really comes around. We want a long term partnership with our vet customers, with our suppliers. As I said earlier, GE is one of our biggest suppliers, and we've worked with them for over twenty years. Um, key organisation for us, and you know, there's a, a very strong mutual respect for what we bring to the party and what what they bring to the party. Uh, and you've got to have a partnership with your customers, otherwise, there's not a lot of do, not a lot of point in getting out of bed in the morning. And then through all of that, learning is then our, our final value, and we all have to learn every day. You know, we actively encourage all our team members to to follow additional education. Uh, we will pay for some of that as well. We've got a number of people that's done MBAs, that are going through a variety of other uh, coaching and mentoring schemes. Um, but you know, as we learn and grow, that that brings more uh, opportunity uh, for for everyone. Ultrasound and X-ray is a is a required skill. You know, um, you have to learn it, and people get better through practice. So it's all very well us uh, get selling an ultrasound machine or an X-ray machine, but it, it's just a, a box of, of electronics unless somebody knows how to use it. So we see our part in this journey really helping our customers and our prospective customers to, um, to get the very most out of their equipment. We've got some fantastic uh, active Facebook communities that have turned into forums now effectively with, with thousands of members who post uh, interesting pictures of uh, interesting ultrasound pictures or x-ray pictures of their animals. And you know the forum I will then help those individuals identify what's 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 wrong with that animal. And again, you know, that's all effectively free telemedicine for, for the members of those groups. And we see our part in, in that uh, through through helping grow um, the use of the technology and the, the understanding of the technology. I love it, love it. And, and you know, that just those real tangible examples will really help others about living those values. And I can't wait oh. to see this mandatory video. We'll definitely put that in the, in the resources. Um, okay. Gab, we talk about people, purpose and profit. And I ask every guest, which one comes first? Uh, what would be your answer to that and why? Um, for me personally, I think I, I would start with people. Uh, the people lead to the purpose and the purpose will then lead, lead to, to the profit. Um, to, to have an engaged team of people, you can achieve so much more than you can achieve yourself. Um, and I think it's then fair for that team of people to identify what, what the purpose uh, really needs to be and like we've set ourselves out to 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 try and make it as simple and as easy as for for vets around the world to identify what's wrong with your animals when you take them into into a vet clinic um, through COVID uh, the one thing that we've seen is obviously a growth in um, I, puppies and everybody that you bump into now has a puppy that's probably cost them two and a half thousand pounds. Um, they, they are becoming key component parts of families. You know, they're a very, very important element on helping people with their mental health. And therefore they become a family extension and people will spend any amount of money on that family extension to, to, to make sure that they're, they're fit and well. Um, so our purpose is to make sure when that animal is ill, 
that you know you're going into a into a vet clinic and the staff are well trained they've got the right equipment they know what they're doing and they can minimize that stress caused to you and the family and the children about the, this this sick animal it's a very strong purpose and it's much more beyond than just selling an ultrasound on an x-ray machine and it's you know that's what really drives drives us i and our people are really engaged in in that the, in that whole uh, purpose right to the point where we're we're only recruiting people who believe in that type of purpose now and that's it top and uh, you know when people talk about purpose-led business a veterinary diagnostic imaging company is probably not the first thing that springs to mind right but it's it's so clear from the way you've described it your values the team commitment the 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 customers you talk about being the vets and of course the animals that that's exactly what what you're all about do you think that's why you've been successful as an organization that you've got that clarity on on doing something that's more than more than profit of course profit's important right um caroline i think it's a lot simple. i think we're just awesome <laughs> no i think i stopped being facetious and yeah um i think an engaged group of individuals uh can achieve so much more and that for me is is uh, is absolutely key you know it 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 does deliver through and we have been successful we have grown Uh, i've been in the business for for 21 years now and we're now 10 times the size uh, that we were back then and you know the next five to ten years will be 10 times the size again Um, you know that's the type of growth that we believe that we can achieve and it's about having the right people on the bus. Corny, uh, absolutely. Uh, one of those management speak rubbish things. Yeah, get it. But it is. It's about having people who um, all who get it, uh, who uh, want to deliver on that purpose, who believe in the values and want to make a difference in life. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so critical. And you know, if you have engaged people and and you seem you know you. Your purpose is, you know, people come to you, don't they? They'll be, they'll come to your organisation because they love what you you do and they, they want to be part of that. And yeah. I suppose it's it's helping them continue that that journey, really. Um, what gives you the biggest sense of purpose, Gav? You said you've been in the company twenty one years, and I'm sure you've not you've not changed a bit since then. Uh, what what gives you the biggest sense of purpose, and has it changed since you started twenty one years ago? Um. Well, the one thing that has happened, Caroline, is I have lost a fair amount of hair. So <laughs> something's obviously changed, and that's that's probably been the stress of of uh, of helping grow a business uh, tenfold in, in in that period of time. I think if I look back, um, it was very naive twenty years ago, and um, the business at that point was a relatively small business. We're about we were literally about fifteen people. And it was around about, and we used to get excited about selling things. Um, you know, if, if we'd sold, a, we'd had a good week and we'd sold 10,000 pounds worth of stuff, we would have got excited. Uh, and we would have celebrated as well. Um, we do still get excited about selling things. That's 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 key. But the thing that the, the difference that I'm seeing now is that's a means to an end. Uh, and it's the purpose that uh, that I've described already that is the real satisfaction. 
when I see and I hear um, the stories coming in from our team of someone who has uh, delivered for one of our customers or that a customer has been able to diagnose a really uh, difficult condition um, or that a transplant I, I, that has taken place and our equipment's been used in that, that transplant um, or that a stent has been put into an animal, who would have thought that you would have put a stent into an animal? You know, these types of things are happening every single day. That's what I get a real buzz and a real satisfaction out of now. Uh, and the sales are just, you know, they, they, they all come into it, but the output of, of, of what I see has changed. And I think that for me is, is, is a real recognition that, you know, we've grown to a size now that we've got a, we've got a momentum and a mass that keeps us going. Um, and therefore, it's about how do we how do we change the the mindset of the market rather than necessarily the mindset of the company. Yeah, I love that. And and you know, like you're a large scale company now that that clearly does culture really well. What advice would you give for someone who's in an organisation that's already established, but until now they've not really had any kind of I suppose people or purpose focus. Where, where should they start with changing that culture? Um, okay, the first thing uh, that, that I would definitely say is this doesn't happen overnight. This is not like, like a light switch. You know, you can't just decide one day that you want to be a purpose-driven business. Um, so you do, need to, you do need to step back from that. Um, as a naive lad, uh, myself and co-directors, uh, we used to get a lot of help from Scottish Enterprise and uh, we had a fantastic um, advisor from Scottish Enterprise called Uti Beck, who used to came, come in and talk to us on a regular basis every week, every two weeks, and tell us about all these things. And we were young, naive, we were working very hard, um, and we didn't really believe everything that she told us. Um, <laughs> I, you know, over over time, I, having lost a bit of hair and everything else, you start to realise that listening to some wisdom around you about you is actually really important. And the the growth that's taken us twenty years to achieve, I think now, had we listened to to Uti and some of her colleagues, we could have probably done it in half the time, I, and probably with a lot less stress. Is there so, anything you'd like to say to Uti now, Gav? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Uti, uh, and I'm sorry. <laughs> We're all sorry. Um, so. The first thing is, it isn't an, a light switch moment. You've got to go into this with the right views and the right opinions. My thinking here is that you've got to actually think about the marketplace differently. We all spend far too much time um, thinking about how you compete with a competitor, how you get a few more percent market share from someone else. And that's wrong. Uh, we should be thinking about how do you grow the market? How do you get a, the change the perspective of the market? And through the work that you're doing, you will then get a bigger market share through growing the marketplace. So that, that's one. Think about the market. You've got to think, think about it differently. And you've got to take a longer term view on it. Um, understand your customers is key to, to this as well. Understand your customers uh, problems, what's their issues, and, and looking at innovative ways to help them solve them is also actually part of this journey about being purposeful. Um, it's easier to be purposeful to begin with in your own sphere, and then once you've got a real good handle on that own sphere, you can then spread that to the wider, bigger community. If you try and go to everywhere to begin with, to be, you'll get lost. So 
I uh, think about think about your market, growing your market. Think about your customers and the problems that they face, and 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 address them to them. And then opportunities present themselves. <laughs> They'll come at you more more quickly than you could actually deal with them all. And I would grab them all with both hands. Um, and you know, look at those opportunities, del- delve them out around the team. Make sure everybody uh, has uh, something to do beyond their their main job. And then the final part of of I guess my formula, I think, would be that with the Generation Zs coming into to the marketplace today, uh, you know, these are the people born nineteen ninety seven through two thousand and nine. Those guys have a whole different perspective to, to us old fogies. Uh, Caroline, you're even older than me, so you, you understand <laughs> I, and you work with a group of innovative and amazing uh, young people. Um, we need to learn and we need to listen to, to that generation because if we don't, we'll be left behind. Um, so those, those are just some of the keys to me uh, is, um, you know, Think about your marketplace. Think about what your customers' problems are. Um, think a little bit longer term about life and, and embrace uh, the younger generations. That's great advice, Gav. Just let me dive a little bit deeper into um, giving the employees something to do beyond their main job. What would that look like? Um, okay. Um, so we do a number of things at, at IMV in this space. We, we run what we call the SIM meetings, and it's a continuous improvement culture. And we meet monthly, and there's a whole raft of, of business improvement that, that we do. Um, and that's generally across department, across business, and therefore to try and deal with it in a, in a silo or you know, in, in a small group is not really uh, practical. So it does involve the general wider business. Um, everybody's busy doing, <laughs> doing their day job, but continuous improvement is absolutely key for us evolving and growing as a business. And therefore, what we look for is we look for volunteers to get involved in, in those um, continuous improvement projects, some that could maybe only last two or three weeks, some that are much bigger, uh, much last much longer periods of time. So that's one, one element. Another element you mentioned right at the, the very start of this, the, the BCF Foundation. Um, just to put a context around this, um, BCF Technology was um, uh, an organization that we grew. And in December 17, we sold that organization to IMV Technologies. Um, And that's when we then rebranded ourselves as IMV Imaging. Um, So the BCF Foundation, an Oscar-registered charity, was a a mechanism for BCF to channel some of our profits, some of our energy into social good projects. I'm definitely going to put my hands up here and say that over the last three years uh, in our RMV world, uh, we've we've dropped the ball in that space, 100% dropped the ball. Uh, but we've now recognised that, and we're building on that again and bringing that, uh, you know, this the CSR policy stuff back into the fold, back into the heart of what we do. And our our our, our staff will, will will tell you that yes, we've we've uh, we've gained IIP platinum, but as I said, I only see that as a baseline. It needs to grow beyond there, and we're not nearly as good in this space 
as as we as we used to be and we can we can be again and you know the foundation we've done all sorts of charitable stuff we've been into schools and we've we've transformed playgrounds of schools gardens of schools we've done uh, triathlons for our uh, for our team um, you know, we've done lots of other uh, outreach type projects, and um, this is one of the, the great things. One of the, the challenges that we had with all of that was actually finding some of those projects and um, why I'm excited about Social Good Connect and, and how I and what you're bringing to this marketplace for, for businesses like, like ours, because uh, I think it should actually open up the opportunities much better for, for organizations like us. Yeah, listen, thanks for being so honest about that, you know, because it's it's not easy to keep all these balls going and all the balls juggling and, and making it all happen. But, you know, it's just, it's just, I suppose, just understanding that there is real value in it. And uh, as you say, it's just seeing where it, you know, what you can do now. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it, it's, um, yeah, I tend to wear my heart on my sleeve. And what I believe we we did was we we effectively sold our business to to another organization. That integration process was actually fairly complicated. We went through a number of uh, chief execs in the, in the parent company and FDs in the parent company. So every time there was a change, there was a change in direction. It was so time consuming. I, that a lot of the the nice stuff and in inverted commas that we really need to do as core of our business were forgotten about. We just didn't have the time uh, and the energy to to do that, and that's wrong. I now that we feel that we're fully integrated and that um, we have now a real understanding of what our private equity uh, backed owners want from us, we can now deliver back into this space, and you know. It, if you came and spoke to any any member of the team who's been with us for you know five to ten years, they would say BCF used to be a much uh, more innovative place to work than where IMV is today. We've recognised that as a group of directors, and we've we're actively putting in 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 routes to to get us back to 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 where we were previously. So th- this never stops. Um, you know, putting in a CSR policy, doing all the outreach. Um, you cannot stop it once you start it. And if you do, you definitely go backwards. So there's there's a lot of time and energy that needs to do, but it does gain a momentum. And as you get more and more people in the organization involved and energized by it, the momentum gets very, very quick. And it's actually almost the other problem of slowing it down at times. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, that challenge of the nice stuff versus, you know, the, the critical stuff. Do you think now more than ever is the time for people to re-dust off their old CSR policies, dust off their old strategies and kick it into action? Oh, seriously. Um, When you look around the world today and all the challenges that the world faces today, there's some organisations that have dealt with their customers terribly. Uh, there are some organisations I will never go near again as as a customer. I through some of the things that have happened over the last twelve months. I think the organisations that will grow and successful, the ones who actually have taken the time out to look after their customers, um, and look after their staff. You know, staff retention. I through through. Um, the COVID time has been really, really important for a lot of organisations. Some have obviously had use of the furlough scheme and laying people off. Um, but when this marketplace opens up again, I think you'll start to see uh, people wanting a different thing in life. 
flexibility will be key. Uh, we, I, I'm talking to you from home today. I, a great deal of our staff are working from home. Uh, you've got to trust them. Uh, you've got to delegate the, th the authority. Organizations that haven't looked after their staff um, either, who have um, maybe cut salaries and uh, not put in mechanisms that they, they, they don't trust, who don't take into account uh, trying to homeschool children as well as uh, trying to do a full-time job, as well as trying to do 10,000 steps today to keep on top of your mental well-being. Hopefully you've done yours already today, Carolyn. <laughs> not yet, not yet, soon. Okay. Um, but you know, you know that that whole type of thing. So I think we're now is absolutely time for for CSR to engage with your, your internal teams and also to engage with your customers. And it's a great opportunity to profile your business as a caring uh, caring business who people want to do business with. Fantastic. I mean, that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're hearing is that now is the time, you know, a lot of businesses that we speak to will say we've been thinking about it for a while and we need to do more in this space. And of course, yeah. it's tough. And, you know, th thanks, thanks to companies like you, Gav, who are coming on board with Social Good Connect. It's that's what we're here to do is give that helping hand, really, not just about volunteering in your community, but that wider consideration around what a good sort of, you know, CSR, ESG policy, processes, systems will look like. Um, yep. So no, it all, all makes absolute, absolute sense. Listen, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Gav. There's there's lots of great, great, you know, stuff that's really practical that, that people can listen to and start, start taking away from our conversation. Um, any final thoughts in this space? Um. Final thoughts would be, you know, it might seem daunting, um, but so is jumping off a cliff into a loch or into a lake, uh, quite daunting. You can stand there and you can you can freeze and not want to do it. And there's very strong, powerful reasons as to why you don't want to do that. Um, Delivery of a, as a leader, I think, means that you've just got to get on with it. Uh, you've got to take that opportunity. Set clear vision as to where you're going. We've chatted around making sure that you're you're bringing the right type of people in. So make sure your recruitment processes are are absolutely rock solid. Uh, spend the time and effort in recruitment rather than de then dealing with uh, issues further down the line. Um, make the environment uh, a fun, engaging environment to work in. Trust your staff. Uh, virtual working will be more and more uh, the, the route way forward. So you've got to trust people. And, you know, amongst all of that, you've got to learn to smile and you've got to learn to be happy. And if you can do all of that and take those types of principles into your, your, your team, then it will be a fulfilling place to work where you will do fulfilling work and you will, through all of that, get to uh, leave some form of legacy in the world. Great, great input, Gav, great advice. And and in what kind of leader are you? How would your, how would your team describe you as a leader in three words? Well, I was on a call last week, Caroline, and this this might um, this might give you a flavour of it. And um, I'm quite a cyclist. I like my bike. I spend a fair amount of time on my bike, and I just find it's great for mental health. 
I get out into the fresh air and just escape and get out there and ride my bike. And there's a shop in Austin in Texas and it's called Crank. I like the crank of um, uh, a bike. So I had my Crank t-shirt on um, last week whilst I was doing a, a, an all teams call uh, to, to the 50 odd, uh, 60 odd people on my team. And I got a message from two of them afterwards and saying that that should actually have had a Y on the end of it. Um, so I don't know where, where they were at with that. Um, so Gav, I've, I've known you for a few years now and I, I, I would I would say yes to that one. You would say yes as well. So um, I, I like to bring fun and, into it and I think uh, a fun leader, leader uh, is, is key to this. Yes, I'm cranky from time to time um, and recognising that I'm a lot better at recognising it now than I was before. Uh, and I think that comes with experience as well. Um, but, you know, allowing people to get on with their job, delegating the authority, delegating the responsibility, uh, making sure that um, all those monkeys are on their backs rather than my back, I think is, is, is absolutely key for me. Um, so I am a faithful and trusting uh, boss and I will lead from the front and I will lead from the back and I'll be a team player, uh, but I'll get stuck into to helping anybody do anything. Fantastic. Thank you, Gav. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share your words of wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure to you as well. Thank you very much, Caroline. Gavin, what a brilliant conversation. I absolutely loved what Gavin said about purpose starting with people and profit comes after. Some really great stuff to take away. Next week, our guest is Bruce Walker, the founder and CEO of Future X. We'll be talking about how he moved from being a self-employed magician to the founder of an award-winning startup. Until next time.